Hello. Should we do that again? Hi. So this is our second go at Pop Tarts. What's it called? Pop Tarts? Pop Tarts. Pop Tarts. 2.0 maybe or 2.0. 0, 2.0. Or 2.0. Square. 2.02. I don't know what the next version number is. <laughs> this is our second podcast for the week. But it's the same as the last podcast, like super interesting. Stop it. No, no. I think we just say it's part two. It's part two Pops, of the one that you Pop-tarts. listened to the other day. <laughs> and if you're listening to this one and you haven't listened to the first one, go back don't and listen. listen to this one. Listen to the one that we did the other day and then this one, because this is part two. Yes. Does that make sense? Because it will go up and it'll be the wrong order. Oh, I don't know. It's too confusing. But anyway, this is part two of a two-part Pop-Tarts. Because we're really interesting and have a lot of words. <laughs> so Enjoy. Should we go on to movies? Oh, Unless yes. you've got other podcasts you want to talk about? No, I'm happy. I even wrote notes about this movie. Oh, okay. So maybe you can be the pop spurt on this well, one. So we're going to talk about Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga. On Netflix, and it is just oh, a little bit perfectly fabulous. I love it. And I think um, I think quite a few people have been turned off this movie because, you know, I've heard people say, I'm not a Will Ferrell fan. No, but I, would, I would deliberately, I would avoid a movie. Him me too. Him and Jim Carrey wouldn't, yes, even, me wouldn't too. even turn it off. Do you want to talk about it? You've got notes. Yeah, well, I've got some notes. So it's 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 super, super daggy. Don't want to give too much away, no. but it's um, a daggy couple of friends in Iceland in 1973 who grew up like we did watching Eurovision on television thinking it was the best thing ever and their their dream is to perform at Eurovision and they are especially him is just a little bit crap and they're daggy mm. and it's the story of how they managed to perform at Eurovision and the things that go wrong and and it could have been a, a real piss take of Eurovision it's found some beautiful fine balance between mm. completely taking the piss out of not even the piss out, sort of is having ta- a laugh having laughing with Eurovision not at Eurovision yeah. about its dagginess yeah. the soundtrack is absolutely awesome it yeah. goes from complete guaranteed to be number 1 in England at Christmas ya ya ding dong mm-hmm. all the way through to the song that's named after the Icelandic yes, town yeah. Huskavik Huskavik yeah. which is would win Eurovision yeah and, it's a great and song all the bits there's an, a, a magical piece in the middle called a song oh. along <gasps> where a whole bunch of Eurovision known performers sing this incredible mashup of a, a Cher Madonna there's a few of them in it it's a Cher, yeah. an ABBA song yeah, ABBA. It's, yep. it's Waterloo Highly recommend it. If, if you've not watched it because you hate Eurovision or you hate Will Ferrell, 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 Ferrell. Um, <laughs> Will's Ferrell. It's just a really entertaining two hours of funniness. Demi Lovato makes a, a brief and mm-hmm. burning um, <laughs> cameo, cameo yeah. in there. It doesn't end prettily for her. And the guy that was in, which was in the husband that got Lady Mary pregnant in Downton Abbey plays the Russian singer mm-hmm. absolutely brilliantly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give too much away, no. but it, it's, it's fun. And I've recommended it to a few people at work and their kids have really enjoyed it because they don't pick up on the political bits. Not that it's that political, but it's... 
it's it's a fun movie for the whole family. Mm. Mm. Someone else can talk about it better than me. Well, Will, Smith, Will Ferrell's wife is Swedish. Yes. So this is a bit of a you know a, homage. A homage. Yeah. yeah. To to her background. Talk I think he's doing. he's been watching Eurovision since 1999, so he gets it. I mm. think that's the the key to this he was yeah. he obviously made the movie exactly and Rachel McAdams is stunning mm. um, it's not her vocal it's a oh, I heard it was a blend no, so it a bit of hers there's, in the there's beginning no, there's the mid- no on the Spotify yeah. list her name is not mentioned there at all yeah. any, any song or any musical credit in it right. at all I read, maybe it's just that bit where she's bit playing at the piano, piano. Yeah, at yeah. The piano yeah. but, but the rest of it yeah loved it mm. great perfect yeah, yeah. there was um, and bits of it was shot in Lisbon so they we, they used the ah. staging in Lisbon. Yes, that's right. So that's how they did it. So apparently, um, my ex boss and your ex boss mm-hmm. was at as you oh, were at the event. Thank but you. He now remembers there being like this ticketed thing to to go into a, ah. a ticketed an additional ticketed thing. But I think a lot of people were in other fan zones. Right. So that's how they got the crowd in there, and they filmed it in the Lisbon. They filmed it in the Lisbon thing. Yeah, right. Okay. And so, also, in, um, they used the um, uh, the SSE Hydro in Glasgow and yeah, Edinburgh and for some of the other it was shots. T- pretended it was Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But it is very funny. The penis thing. There's some kind of oh, very, there's some very funny. Hilarious. Laugh out loud I, stuff. I there was some bits where I just could not stop giggling. It wasn't even particularly funny, but it's just something about it, it just tickled my stupidity. Yeah, yeah, just tickled my funny bone. I yeah. just was like almost crying with laughter. It's very snippy snappy. What a great movie that was. Well done to them. Yeah, and it was, it was ever so ever so good. I was expecting it to be like a, a cringe fest, and mm. I don't think. There's one, you don't even nearly cringe in it. So that was one movie. Um, Queen and Adam Lambert, can't remember oh, what it's called, the documentary. Have you not seen it? I haven't it? watched it yet. Oh, it's oh, great. I just forgot. Yeah, oh, no, it's great. Brilliant. I mean, yeah. you just realise not only how amazing Freddie's voice was, but Adam Lambert is just so impressive. Yeah, Such and an it's on, incredible voice. It's on Netflix. It features mm. heaps of pop-up appearances, piece of cameras mm. um, from other celebrities, singers um, that knew Freddie Mercury, that knew that know Adam, mm. um, even the you know the the Brian Mays. All of those are all talking just at how exceptional Adam is, and you forget until you watch the documentary that. Queen was actually the very first song that Adam Lambert sung on his audition for American Idol. Um, Is it Bohemian Rhapsody, I think? Yeah. And to think where he's at now and how that all came about, it just just goes on to how he became the singer of Queen when they first sort of doing it as a, oh, he was asked to do a guest appearance at a a video musical. It wasn't like an in excess thing when they when they did a competition to get someone to sing it. They just they just hooked up with him. Yeah, they just asked him to sing. Not in a sexual way. No. (laughs) Well, who knows? They asked him to sing in a um yeah at a at a video at a at some awards ceremony, and then it just went from there. Mm. It's become they've become this sort of world showpiece again where they've been touring the world yeah what i thought was amazing just you get a bit of um adam lambert's history when he was growing up but he got into theater and it was almost accidental that he sang mm. they didn't even realize he could sing yeah, exactly. so imagine missing out on that voice and his performances on american idol you saw they revisit some of those and then some of these other performances where he kisses the guitarist on the stage ah uh, yes and then the the backlash around that oh, but then yeah. how that actually yeah, yes. led to you know other other things that he's been able to achieve since and yeah, it's a great watch. Like, mm. well, we were lucky Sunday enough afternoon. to see um, Adam Lambert <laughs> perform with Queen yeah. 
a few years ago before the movie came out. So Mm. now I think going to see them, they're in massive, great big venues and it's a bit of a scramble for tickets. But I I love the way when they perform live, Adam Lambert is not imitating Freddie Mercury. He's doing a brilliant job of singing a Fred, Freddie, singing Freddie Mercury's bit, but he's bringing himself to it, yeah. not, not trying to imitate. Did you no, listen I, I, to the Table Manners, Adam Lambert oh, podcast? It's, it's, the it's, right. it's the latest one. It's the latest one. So he actually talks about that. So he talks about the fact that he's not a Freddie imitator. Mm. So he does it in his own way, but then he also says he doesn't want to veer too far away from the original either because he, you know, he wants to pay tribute to it. Yeah. But yeah, not, yeah he's a not, showman in his own right. Yeah. Claire, when you watch it, you know, I think you may have told me once or twice. Did, did you not see Queen? Live <laughs> I Aid? did, yes. I saw I have a great Queen <laughs> just, story. Just the once or twice. <laughs> anyway, no, save no, it for no, it. No, 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 no. I did. I saw I Is this saw like Freddie the COVID no, no, test? No, 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 honestly, we've, we've, Stop no. it. <laughs> I saw Queen and Eddie, Freddie, Eddie Mercury, that's his younger brother. I saw Freddie Mercury's last ever performance with Queen by accident no at Nebworth House. And I can also link the Nebworth like... House back in because Nebworth House is in Hertfordshire, just around the corner from where I grew up. And going back to the Eurovision thing, all the outdoor scenes of the Russian performer's house is actually Nebworth House, oh. where Lemotov's house Did you is. know that, Gary? I did. Oh, did you? Yes. Of course you did. And you know everything. I about it, actually. Ah, yeah. So, right. yes, I have, I have seen Queen. And okay. And Queen you've had Adam Lambert. two COVID I've tests two as well. two COVID tests, both negative. God, things you learn. Yeah, I'm sure there's other stuff you don't know about me. I'm quite <laughs> mysterious. Right, well, moving right along, I think we'll leave, we'll go to the David Foster documentary, Off the Record. I had never heard, well, actually, I probably have heard of him, but I haven't, hadn't really clocked him. I don't watch um, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I did, however, watch the documentary. Fucking amazing. Incredible. That's Inc- Celine Dion stuff. I mean, Whitney are we allowed, yeah. am I allowed to use the C word? He was a bit of a C word to people, and you can see why Chicago oh, were yeah. just so. Oh, They obviously, yeah, he, he basically. We should broke actually talk up. about this. We should sort of talk about this. In a more <laughs> in a more logical fashion, but it's about David Foster, who is a legendary music producer. Mm. But he's um, he's almost beyond a producer. Like he's it's almost like he does the arranging as well. He's incredibly creative. Yeah. But also obviously highly opinionated and very confident in his own abilities. And so he just with Chicago, for example, I think they were not having some hits for a mm. while, and so he got involved and basically pushed the whole horn section out so that they didn't really even have a role in the entire album. So there were two or three of them that felt very marginalised in that whole process, and it, but they had like some of their biggest hits mm. out of that album. So they have this whole thing where they they kind of understand what he did and they understand why. And they've got a lot to be grateful for because he provided them with all these hits. But then they kind of go, yeah, but it was really shit time for all of us. And, um, yeah, split up the band and Peter Cetera left. And Yeah. It's a it's a great documentary. I learned quite a lot from it um, just in the terms of, like, the way he manufactured and produced the Bodyguard soundtrack and his how he then reinterpreted Dolly's or I Will Always Love You for mm. then how Whitney would do it and having that a cappella bit at the start of the actual song and... And then you've got that he said he was wrong about. Yeah. He didn't exactly. want in. Yeah. 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 He said they'll never play it on radio. Um, you know, and you've got, again, Celine, all the, the, the stuff he's worked with yeah, on well, Celine. He was called to Canada to listen to this 14-year-old girl in wherever, the, you know, mm. Quebec or mm. wherever she's from, some Frenchy place in Canada. And and she was she was just a little kind of quite plain looking little bit chubby 14-year-old girl. You know my favourite joke. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Do tell. 
I love to pull it out all the time. It just cracks me up. Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Celine, Celine Dion walks into a bar. Barman says, why the long face? Anyway, it's just one of those stupid, <laughs> one of those stupid jokes. Oh, don't get it. Oh, oh, never mind. We'll send you the photos. <laughs> we'll send you the photos. Lisa's got a whole reel of them on her phone. Oh. But, um, but yeah, we, David Foster, he obviously was married to Yolanda, um, Gigi and Bella's Yolanda Hadid. Hadid yeah, yeah, now he's married to Catherine McPhee from Smash fame. Um, there's quite a quite an age gap, but um, they seem very happy together. Wife oh, number same. what? Four or five four. or something? Four? Number four. Mm. But I think it seemed to me, as I'm an expert... That um, Catherine McPhee's almost taken him on as a as a, a special project. Mm. The reason there's like, a lot of therapy involved in maintaining yeah, that relationship and making him be open and yeah. talk to her when but he doesn't want to be open and good talk to on her, her for taking that on. Hard. I would yeah, I wouldn't be bothered. Like seriously, yeah. that that is just too much hard work. But good on her that she actually seems to be completely in love with him and does it because she is completely in love with him and she mm. understands that he's a really good person underneath the c yeah. word. And also maybe he's becoming a bit more pragmatic as well. How old is he? Seventy yeah, something. He's probably too old to run away now. Like who's going to have him? But no, he is it? a bit of a. Obviously, it's been hard to deal with, and he's stubborn and possibly yeah, not very easy to get on with. He's always had that philanthropic side and has run all, done all that money for the families of um, or kids waiting for organ donations. Yes, and has raised yes millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And then yes. even like when he obviously he discovered Michael Bublé and oh I love that bit, really bit. and then I like love, the, the love the bubble where with Celine Dion um, taking Michael Bublé sort of under his wing yes, her wing yes, and yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, you I mean like, Josh Groban. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Michael Bublé was Take the wedding out. singer. <laughs> Cut! <laughs> oh my God, Gary was wrong. Was um, wrong. No, but because I actually got Sorry. to correct you. Oh. Yeah, so I'm going to leave that out. in. I'm going to leave it in. Uh, no, no. So um, Bublé was the wedding singer that he discovered, That's right. and then it was Josh Groban who um, Celine was kind of mentoring. Yeah. Which I actually, I've got to say, I've never been a Celine fan. I've always found her. What? I, no, I really have not liked her, which is why I find the joke so funny. When I saw her really mentoring Josh Groban, I just went, actually, I've got a lot of respect for her now. Oh, I love her. No, I haven't. I've sort of oh, loved really to hate her for a long time. I saw her in the carpool karaoke with James Corden, and she's like literally throwing her shoes out of the car at passes. But I hear you want these shoes. Oh, she is. She <laughs> is. I haven't seen it. I need yeah, to watch yeah, that. She's okay. very funny. She is bonkers. Like, but in a good way. And I, yeah, loved it. We saw her in Vegas, um, and she was just phenomenal. So, can do no wrong. Fabulous. And then a movie that I saw last night, which I'm still kind of gushing over on Netflix, Mucho Mucho Amor, about Walter Mercado. I'd never heard... Oh, thank you. Should I say that again? Mucho Mucho Amor. Is that better? Should I roll the R's? (laughs) (laughs) About Walter Mercado, who I'd never heard of. Someone just recommended that I watch it. And then when I saw what it was about, which was basically the Liberace of the Latin American world in astrology yes yeah, a well, tv astrologer tv astrologer but very yeah. very liberace yes lots of capes lots of jewels big performer lots of hand gestures Botox. and um <laughs> i thought i was just in for a ride about this crazy guy that was just completely over the top and and it's a bit about that in the beginning but actually it becomes a lot more and then there's this whole plot twist in the middle about why he kind of disappeared from tv which i'm we won't go into but I really loved it because by the end it's just the reason why people love him is because he's about positivity and kind of spreading faith in people, not so much. I mean, there's a bit of a religious element, but it was not a 
any particular religion. It was just the nice parts of religion. Yeah, well, I'd never heard of him until RuPaul's Drag Race when mm. it featured on Snatch Game. And who was which? Which one did it? Alexis. 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 Yeah. So, but then, lo and behold, a week later, there's this Walter Mercado documentary that comes up on my Netflix, and I just thought let's just watch it. But yeah, really pleasantly surprised. Really fascinating. I'm amazed that he's not more well known outside yeah. of South America and and, 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 and America. America. I think he. I think he was. A couple of people have, have mentioned that you know, even if you're in America, like if you're Latin American family, you would have watched it. Yeah, so, so it I got to the, America. I think the South American speaking people, whatever they speak Spanish, Spanish? Speaking, well, people watch him. But then there was also bits that he was on all the big talk, you know, Sally, Jesse, mm. Raphael, and mm. all the big talk so, show circuits at some point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his catchphrases, which, which everybody seems to know over there, and there's a really interesting piece. Name two. Mucho, mucho amore. <laughs> My accent's better. Um, the, um, uh, you know, that's a, that's a really, really interesting and fascinating when Lin-Manuel Miranda, the, the yes. Hamilton, yes. meets yeah. him and it's like he's meeting his idol for the first yeah. time. I know. Yeah. He was yeah. really fangirling, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, like, like how I'd be if I met Mariah or somebody. But, um, <laughs> well, actually, it's, or it's vanity. how you would act if you would met a yeah. drag queen imitating <laughs> yes. a famous person. Yeah, doesn't take much. But yeah, no, it's, it's definitely worth a watch again. Highly recommend. I just think it's a really lovely message. Yeah. I think that you just get something really positive out of it. It's really lovely. I kind of feel like there should be more Walters in the world. Mm. I was actually just the drag TV? queen thing. Whether you, whether our very talented um, production team can weave this in. While we're doing recommendations, if you are Sydney people, I know we're very international, but if we've got a, you know, we have a little world a few, domination. World domination. Um, a really good night out before we get shut up any further than we are is to go to premiere at mm. Universal. So um, Universal is a Sydney nightclub, former, formerly Midnight Shift, been around for Million years. many, 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 many years. Obviously, nightclubs are all closed and not operating, but they are now have changed their dance floor into a seated dining area, and they have a dinner and drag show. And I think they're about to change theme, but it is absolutely fantastic. The food is absolutely fine it yeah. feels incredibly safe um the, it was actually the, the very food was COVID the safe. food was better than i expected yeah, i must say it was, was absolutely a really nice good, evening out good honest food yeah good yeah, honest well, it's, food it's bellocchio the, yes. the local restaurant that provides the food for the um for the meals but it's yeah it's just great it's you know you walk in you feel like you've just walked into some sort of winter wonderland the dining tables are all fabulously mm. set up it was like an aurora you know yeah. event um, and then the drag in between the, the dinner service, you know, based on the Hollywood premise, mm. you know, the, the golden statues, you've got your Dorothy, you've got your, um, I won't like re- re- reveal too much, but the girls get their solo numbers, there's group numbers. Yeah. Um, just, a, just a really lovely couple of hours, uh, you know, civilised. Excellent service. And really funny. Yeah. Yes, very, Charisma very funny. Bell, yes, Panaconda and Carmen Get It are the three drags. And they're just, you know, the girls on the strip, they've been working for years. They're amazing. Yeah. And just super funny. Like you just... And so professional and yep. such a slick production. So you're only in there for a couple of hours. If anyone, I mean, who knows what's happening with this crazy COVID world, but it, it was extremely COVID safe. No one leaves their seat unless it's to pop to the bathroom you know scanning in and i think they were very covid safe even before yep. it got a bit more dodgy mm. covid wise mm. so if you're looking for a, if you want to go out and eat out 
before we get shut down any further. Um, I Do think it if now. you just Book Google uh, Premiere at Universal or probably look on the um, Sydney Drag Royalty, you'll better find the links to it. But it's a really, I think it's like $80 a head, three-course yeah. meal. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you a, buy bottom, your there's wine. a bottomless drink option as well for like $120, 130 Of course, you got that one, you lunch. No, we didn't actually. Didn't you? We got the oh. BYO. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, every Friday and Saturday throughout August, I believe it's continuing to run. So um jump on it yeah, yeah it's, it's a really a good thing even for um even if you're not into kind of drag shows um sonia was saying she might take her work friends her, her work crew out for end of year uh, you know like kind of the end of year end of financial year drinks or yeah, something like that just a bit of an event it's yeah it's it's one of the few things you can do almost with a bunch of people from your work mm. because there's no corporate events happening you don't have to so, talk to them yeah, <laughs> exactly. Perfect. So, that's my very, very high recommendation. And 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 our people who have ever listened to us more than one episode, we actually did interview um, Charisma Bell way back because she she does the Bingay stuff as yes, well. Yes, our Bingay episode. If you so. want to listen to us interview Charisma and find out a bit more about her background and how she came to run Bingay and do drag, an all round super duper person. Mm, she is. So TV shows. Oh, I can do TV shows. Can I do a grown-up TV show? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Should we do grown-up or fun first? Okay, I was just going to mention Amazon, especially as we have an inner family connection with Amazon Prime, so we may as well well plug an Amazon thing. Was it Little Fires Everywhere? Yeah. Wreath with with a spoon and (laughs) Kerry Washington, a really sophisticated, probably eight or ten past drama. I think compared to... Gary, sorry, Gary's pulling a face for the listeners. <laughs> well, he's just, he's just... It's a much more sophisticated... It's a, it's a much more cleverer story than that one with Nicole Kidman where they push the guy down the stairs. Oh, the, both of them uh, have Big their, Little Lies. I think, I think, both I think of you're them, talking about yeah. Big Little Lies. Yeah, both of them have their own merits. Big Little Lies is an all-star cast. It's a great... Season one particularly... I really was, enjoyed was, it. It was great. It's, it's, I, I read the book. More, I think Big Little Lies was... A trashier story, you know. So yeah. It had bigger characters, kind of, you know, like the alcoholic and the wife beater and the, the there runaway. There wasn't a lot of complexity the, yeah. to the This the is actual much more narrative. complex because right the way through of Little Fires Everywhere, I don't think there's no giveaways to the plot. I couldn't okay. kind of, I couldn't guess who done it. I quite like that. I quite like it when you can't guess things. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of things going on and it could be anything almost. And, and Kerry Washington's performance is. I haven't seen her in a million years. Yeah, I love her. absolutely brilliant. Right. So yeah, that's a, my sophisticated. I haven't my seen Sophisticated it. pick. And is that on everywhere? Netflix. Amazon. Amazon. Amazon's Prime. Amazon Prime. Also, Amazon Prime. Also on Amazon Prime, we binged this a couple of weeks ago. Is the boys? So it's. Oh, the boys. Yes. Dirty dark superhero. Mm. Um, yeah, Chase Crawford. It. It's a oh, great I don't cast. mind a bit of Dirty Dark. It's really good. Superhero. Like, Superhero is quite like Jessica Jones. Yeah, it's it's, mm. it's really yeah, good. They're all a bit right. bad. They're all a bit naughty. They're yeah, all I like that. A, they all live amongst the hu- civilians in this metropolis. Just really wasn't what I was expecting, but just and you know they the swearing prolific. Throughout. Oh, I love it then. Um, there's an Aussie actor in there or a New Zealand actor. He's a New Zealander. Yeah. The guy that looks like a, a he looks. I can't think what his name is. He looks like a. I forget his name too. Chunky to... boy from Oz. Mm. He's you're... like a chunky Hugh Jackman. Right, you'll have to put these in the show notes yeah. of his and name. And season two is actually coming out September 4, I believe. So um, if you get in now, get in quick, binge it, and ready for season two. I'll have to do that. Yeah, that's, it's that's sort of commoditised superheroes. It's high budget. It's special effects are great. Um, it's just really 
really well done. Oh, okay, well, I just thought I'd mention I actually finally watched Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Oh. I loved it. And Hubby Fairy, who is not really inclined to watch something where people just break into song. I mean, the Same. premise the premise of it <laughs> yeah, right. is, is crazy. Like, it's you have to suspend your disbelief. It's silly, but it actually makes sense all the way through. And as you said, some of the singing is terrible. But... On the whole, the singing's pretty good. And what I really loved about the whole thing, I mean, apart from Zoe herself, because I think she's a she's a really strong actor, but she's just got this vulnerability and she doesn't overact. And I think there's a lot of scope for that in that role, but she balances that really well. And then the really diverse cast. So there's, there's different races, there's different sexualities, there's different genders, there's old people, there's young people. It's the full spectrum of characters and they're not just people walking through they're actually quite yeah. pivotal in the story yeah absolutely and I feel like they've been cast a lot of times you watch something and you feel like they've been cast because it feels like they need to have that diversity within the the cast framework yeah whereas this I feel like they've actually been cast because of the talent the, the, the talent and the, the storyline mm. nurtures that and just it's like Glee meets Pitch Perfect with a really poignant storyline throughout um like I say, terrible singing, some great cameos. Not all um, terrible singing. There's, no. there's a oh, couple. No, no, no. There's Gilmore a, Girls. Gilmore Girls can't <laughs> sing, but the rest are great. The, re- the rest she are great. She actually sings better than the mother. Yeah, What's yeah, her the name? Mary. Mary. Thingamy. Steinbeck. Stein. Yeah, Stein. Steinbergen. Steinbergen. Yeah. Who used to be married to Ted Danson. Yes, she is. Is or couple. used to be? I think still is. Okay. But, you know, she's in her early 70s. No wonder her voice isn't great. Mm. So maybe she needs a little they've, bit of Madonna's auto-tune. Oh, yeah. They've, mm. they've commissioned a season two, so Brilliant. look forward to it. I think it's it. just a really lovely series, but also the way that they deal with a degenerative disease. And they actually really they deal with it really sensitively and beautifully, I think. And it's almost impossible to kind of get through that whole season without bawling your eyes out. Yeah, pack your I tissues. Think. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Did you cry, Claire? I bet you didn't. Well, you know what I'm like about watching telly, so I, I watch doing three other through, things. Yeah, yeah. yeah double I'm doing, screening. I'm doing other things, so that's why I don't remember anything that I watch. And right. It's always nice because it means I can watch it a second time and be surprised. <laughs> oh, that's why that happened. Um, why women kill? Oh, SBS so good. SBS on Loved demand. It. Loved it. Did you watch it? Yeah, and again... Did you double screen? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's... No it's, spoilers. I'm only two episodes in. Yeah, they, they all get taken by yeah. aliens at the end. <laughs> Blown up. Yeah. Yeah. Aliens come down shooting with laser guns. <laughs> it's super fab. Oh, oh it's yeah. so luscious. It's almost... I don't like even a know painting. what technicolor means. Yeah. But it's just all, all the colours are... Yeah. It almost looks like it's been... It's got like a vivid filter over the top of it. Mm. Yeah, it's great. It's three different eras. What, the 60s, 80s? 1963, 1984 and, the, uh, and 2019. Now, think, yeah. yeah. Lucy Liu, Jennifer Goodwin. Um, the hot guy from Veep. Oh, yeah, I don't, I've never watched Veep. Pro- What's his Which name? I don't remember being a hot guy. The hot it? guy. Who's the hot guy? Oh, I've got it in notes somewhere, but what I can't. What character did it play? I can't remember. Oh. It's been such a long time from, since we... I, I do have some notes. But they're in my phone and I'm recording in my phone. So Jack Davenport is in it. Oh, yeah, I love Jennifer Jack Dan- Davenport. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston's husband and in Morning Wars. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, oh, I've only watched half an episode, so I've still got yeah, that to go. Like no, the woman the woman who was Chitty's, Chitty's girlfriend in The Good Place at the end, you know, the the one with the dodgy Australian accent. Oh, her, yes, yeah, yeah, she's girl. Amazing. Yeah, yes, 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 she's in it with an American accent. She's actually English. I looked her up. <gasps> who else is in it? 
I uh, can't remember, but um, Lucy Liu is my favourite. Yeah, her eighties outfits. Set in the eighties, <gasps> everything she wears is like dynasty. Oh, and the the peplum jackets and lots of suits. I forgot that we all wear suits and, and and pastels and oh, the, the house decor. It's like yes, ugh. I know. And even just all the rings she's wearing. It's like she's wearing about five different rings, and they're all big and blingy, and it's all fabulous. And her hot young lover. It's quite fun. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah, the main thing is that the aliens take them at the yeah, end. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a lot of fun on SBS On Demand, Why Women Kill. Uh, Did you have anything else pop cultural you wanted to chat about? We've been binge watching Search Party. That's on Stan, I believe. They're like 23, 24-minute episodes. Well, that um, sounds good. Yeah, it's great. It's like a... <laughs> Perfect for me. Last game's like, a good game. There's three seasons now, and we've watched the first two. It's... I won't give any spoilers, but... What's the, you it know, about? Aliens take them away at the end? Yeah, well, it's a, in, right at the end. Somebody goes missing, and they go on this search to find oh. this missing person. And how old are they? Are they yeah, they're young. They're in their young, like... Mid-twenties. Early-twenties? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and they're, like, they're at university or college or something? Yeah. Or not? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And she was I have missing seen. from school, um, and then the story just diversifies from there. Well, was it after school? Because she went to school with her six years prior. Yeah, so it's, they're, they're adults. Now in the work, they're and then like one of them becomes obsessed 26. or something. This one lead character becomes obsessed with finding it's, it's one this of person? These, it's one of these shows where you watch it and then all is revealed at the end. So you, right. you watch it through and then you go to the episode at the, the end and it's sort of there's a they do flashbacks and you right. sort of things piece together like what's happened throughout the previous ten episodes. Um, but as I say, it's just one of those ones you can easily watch. You know, if you've got a half an hour before bed, flick it on and um, yeah, binge away. Cool. Awesome. I'm sure we had other stuff to add. I can't think of anything else at this time because I can't remember anything anymore. We watched Invisible Man last night, if anybody's not seen it. Um, I watched it behind the cushion, behind my hands. <laughs> so um, is this a new... Is this a, a new It's not movie. new. Like, I think it, it was a movie that came out before COVID, but then I think the cinemas... That's new enough. A, yeah, so it's actually Elizabeth Moss who plays oh. the main actress in The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we love yeah, And Mad Men, originally from yeah. Mad Men. Top of the Lake as well, which mm-hmm. is phenomenal. So the obviously it's a remake of the original Invisible Man mm-hmm. um, set in modern times, but it's made to, you're made to think it's actually filmed and set in San Francisco, but it's not. It's actually Sydney. So Get out. You can see the city skyline of Sydney. You can see there's one scene where she films in Byron Hall on McClay Street. Um, we think there's a big house where the, the main thing is sort of set we think that is australia but we're not sure where but yeah the city sky, skyline etc is is sydney oh that's exciting right. we'll have to watch it yeah and is, is it scary it, is it really scary it's not it's just suspense oh yeah, um, it's not gory it or anything room. but yeah you're just on the edge of your seat <laughs> like and then you see these like invisible footprints and you're like mm. jump like, off the couch yeah but if, if you just want something to keep you entertained and no on your feet. i can't watch that i would have to watch it from another room yeah watch it in the daylight and don't watch it home alone <laughs> Good tip. Anything um, else coming up that we need to know about besides what you've already mentioned? Um, Probably not. I'm not aware of anything. Okay. Um, there's going to come a time when we've got nothing to watch because everything's shut down. Shut down. Not in production. No one's being paid. No one's being paid. Things are starting to pick up, but yeah, I think there's going to come a lull um, where things are repeated or there's just nothing new because nothing well Claire won't Claire oh, won't mind because she can watch all those shows again and actually Rem- not remember them. be surprised yeah exactly. well, well I also may have allegedly got a slight addiction to I'm not a reality TV person but I mentioned in the podcast previously that Lisa can watch things like The Bachelor and I would rather stick hot pins in my eyes 
But I did start watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and got completely and utterly addicted and have slammed 10 seasons in five weeks. And I'm addicted to them and think it's hilarious. And then because of that addiction, I've tried watching Atlanta, Dallas, Orange County, and I can't watch it. I just don't like any of it. It just, just oh. hasn't got the same hook. So it's just the Beverly Hills lot, which I – and so that's on – I think they've just dropped a whole load of seasons one and two on Netflix for Beverly oh, Hills, really? Orange County, Dallas, and Atlanta. It's thought... only the first two seasons. So then I had to subscribe to a, a – Hulu or something? Yeah, Hey, hey you. you. I can't work out how to make it work on my telly, so I only can watch it on my laptop. Oh, I that doesn't sound like fun. I that casting thing, but then mm. it just goes a bit wibbly-wobbly. But it's – Completely addicted. Now I'm watching Vanderpump Rules, which is Lisa Claire. Vanderpump's restaurant. Thing. Claire, so look at you obsessed. descending into yeah. a cesspool of reality TV. I never would have thought you'd end up there, yeah, of I've all places. I've tried watching the celebrity, the, the Bachelor thing on the I island. know, it's awful. No, it's Bachelor disgusting. in Paradise. No, I just can't even, horrible. I can't even look at them without mm. repulsing Not them. only that, a couple of the interesting sort of more highbrow people have left. So I know that um, Eleanor... Or, I think her name's Eleanor and Abby, who are just a bit more considered and thoughtful and, you know, yeah. I'd be happy to sort of watch them a little bit. The horrible people are all left and they've gone. So it's yeah, just not even, in my Manchester, opinion. I just, oh, I just can't even look at Hideous. Him. I can't watch it. No. I, I might watch a little bit of The Bachelor when it comes up, It'll be maybe. weird. It'll be an ISO Bachelor. They're lying, they've filmed all of it in ISOs. I think they're like Zoom dates and stuff like that. I, I know they do. start filming at the end of summer and then they yeah, yeah I, I guess think, but I, I think i read that a lot of them have been done via via zoom or but they can't they work because no, they would have all been in the house ah but the date you know when they go on date i guess they just have to go out yeah, and you know do the picnics and the bloody mm. cheese and wine again you know they're going to get pretty think boring that they would all be in a bubble together they are they are so i guess it just means that they can't do the sort of things like you know get in a helicopter or whatever so it's just yeah. going to be the magic <laughs> magic magic chocolate painting Magic, magic sex, sex couch, couch yeah. and cheese. Yes, lots of that. Lots of magic sex cushions, probably, and yeah. picnic blankets. Yeah. And the was it the mask singer starts next weekend oh, with gosh. our second favourite. You know Minogue. what? You know, you know what? We um we actually got an email from the producers asking if if we wanted to be a part of it again, a part of the audience, because you do remember we did see it last year. Yeah, no, yeah. I do. But how can we be in the audience? Well, well, because what they're doing is they said some some sort of new isolation, or not isolation, but new rules, and I don't know what that means, but maybe everyone's just going to be... Oh, I don't want to be in an air-conditioned building for six it's going hours to be strangers. No, but it's going to be out in Parramatta. No, so I just no. giggled. I just laughed at that and thought, well, there's absolutely no way we're going out to Parramatta. Well, the strange thing is... That's where I work. Sorry, Claire, you can just stay there, but I thought, I'm not going out to Parramatta to watch The Masked Singer. We, I think, look... But even I think then, we... it's, the worst thing about that is, though, that it's for the super fans that go to Parramatta. The actual show itself is being filmed I in know. Melbourne. Oh, really? Yeah, so I knew you, won't it wasn't being... see, you won't even see... Danny and whoever the people are on stage it's because even. it's actually being filmed in Melbourne. You might as well just watch it on TV. So, exactly, but it's it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I they get it was a to bit vote. Of a phenomenon last year when it came out, but who the celebrities are going to be, given that like, we know that they're all going to be Australian celebrities mm. because no one can fly in and out. Mm. Um, but you know whether they can get Zac Efron from Byron Bay <laughs> to feature. Is he in, oh, is he's he in Byron Bay at the moment. Right. Oh, he looks um, so hot. Have you seen those pictures of him? He's like. 
He's he's gone. Is he massive? Manly. He's he's just turned into. I mean, I had a crush on him when he was eighteen, when mm. my little toddler daughter was watching High School Musical. But he's like he's all like he's big and hairy and manly. He looks like a mm. man man now. He's a man baby. Yeah, he's super duper hot. But yeah, well, hopefully we have. You know, Lindsay Lohan won't be here. She can't come fly in. But what a shame. Hopefully there won't be those extreme guesses of Beyonce or. So do we? Yeah. Do we know who's um, replacing her? Yeah, it's Ursula Carson. Oh right, fantastic. At least she'll be funny. Yeah. So I like her. Jackie O, Danny, and Dave Hughes again. Um, The costumes are great. Like from the trailer. We know the girl that helps make them. Oh. Yeah, look, the costumes are amazing. I just, um, I think we got our feel last time, if I could yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah. I can't uh, do reality TV filming. I've been burnt. Oh, well, not just hours of torture. I'm not sitting in a room with strangers at the moment. Yeah, it was, um, it was a long time. It was seven or eight hours of filming, but um, yeah, and I think also we we determined that uh, the people that we saw performing were not the performers because oh. we just, yeah, they they know they were not. No, sure. that I think the Denny Hines character. We just know that from body shapes, it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Denny's okay. body shape. Well, I That's, think when I'd say we know like everything. My we're experts. From the TV from the adverts that I've seen, I think one of them is um, our girl from Eurovision. Kate. Yeah. Right. Sorry, um, Claire was just doing a hand the movement too. Yes, up the pole. on the pole. Yeah. I mean, there guess. could be so many people. Like she's got a very distinctive voice, there, though. They will all be Australian. You don't think that Kate Miller High has got a very distinctive voice? I guess she doesn't have to sing in that particular way, does she? She can Mm. sing in another way. Anyway. Anyway. um, Okay, well, look, that's all fantastic. We've been talking for an hour and 40 minutes or something. Well, we might have to break this up into two. We're very interesting. Fascinating. Fascinating. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for having me. It's an honour to be asked back. You know, we have outed you with your name. You're previously just 2.0, and now we've called you Gary. Yeah, we also I think did we tag did tag him. him. Yeah. yeah, I think his whole name is but on one so of our Insta if, posts. So if you do get mobbed walking down the street, you'll know why. I was out at a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've got anything to worry about. Okay. Well, thanks so much for joining us. It's been fab sitting here talking to you about all things pop culture, and um, we will speak to you again over the waves next time. Okay. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks. In the words of Atomic Kitten. <laughs> See, See ya. ya. Bye.